Welcome to the You're Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandru from Honest Rocks, and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to You Are Worth Knowing, a podcast to manage social anxiety. Now, in this episode, we are going to talk about the four ways that we can feel more confident in a new social situation. Now, if you have social anxiety, chances are you might be avoiding running into new social situations. But unfortunately, life has a way of throwing a lot of these over the fence at us. So We have to find a way to feel more comfortable with them and more confident in ourselves. So that's what this episode is about, okay? We will be talking about facing new social situations, no matter the circumstances behind the newness, okay? So whatever is thrown at you, you will be able to manage it with these four tips, okay? Now, there are several reasons why you might find yourself in a new place or a new situation surrounded by new people, new, new, new. For example, if you move to another country, that's a big one, right? A city or even a street over. Sometimes that's like a whole new environment that you have to acclimate to. You're going to feel the anxiety that comes with a new place and new people, new neighbors. So it's not only the fact that you have to reacclimate to your surroundings and get to know your neighbors, so on and so forth, but you potentially need to find a new dentist, a new doctor, a new therapist. And so those things, those experiences can be pretty unnerving if you have social anxiety. Chances are you might have phone anxiety, so you're not going to want to call the office. You're not going to want to schedule that appointment, especially if you're not comfortable or familiar with that place. You're going to face new interactions daily if you have to rebuild your social circle. And, you know, some of those will come with a shot of confidence because you're going to feel like you're in the right place at the right time, you know, you're vibing with the people. But some of those will leave you scrambling for what to say. And that's perfectly normal. A few years ago, I actually moved from Florida, where I had lived for 20 years, to Amsterdam. Not Amsterdam in New York, because that would have been more of a similar culture, but Amsterdam in Europe. So, Big monumental life decision because I really wanted to experience life on both continents. That was something that was really important to me. And it was one of the biggest items on my bucket list other than seeing the northern lights. I just really wanted to say that I lived in Europe because I think it's great that I have the experience of living in the States, of living in Canada. And now that I've lived in Europe, I can really compare and make a better decision for myself and my family. But you can imagine what a huge culture shock it was and how it unsettled me. Because not only did I not speak the language, but I found myself back in grad school. So here I was in my early 30s and everyone else was in their early 20s. So there's this gap of a decade between us. And I felt so out of place. And I knew I had to find my footing somehow. Even now, a few years later, I obviously still don't feel acclimated to it. It doesn't feel like my home, but I can navigate it so much better. 
We can also look at this from another point of view where you're not making a crazy move like I did and sell everything you possibly own because, you know, you're not going back, but you're vacationing somewhere, right? So maybe you're going to an exotic country you've never been to. That's a new situation you're in. Or you're starting a new job at a new company or maybe in the same company, but in a different department. Those are all things that are going to test your confidence and your social anxiety. And it can be really overwhelming fast if you're already dealing with low confidence and you're unsure of how to interact with people. So we're going to talk all about that. Now, once the layers start building up, right, a new neighborhood, new neighbors, new doctors, new language, whatever it is, you're going to have difficulty getting back to the basics and seeing a path ahead of you. And so you're going to feel stuck. You're going to want to avoid the outside world. So what I really want you to pay attention to, if you're in this moment right now and you're feeling that, you have to stay on top of your inner narrative. You know, that's the story you're telling yourself because you need to control the direction it's going into. If you lose sight of your narrative and you're letting the outside world dictate it, you'll have a more challenging time steering yourself back. So the best thing you can do to avoid that is to pay attention to the feelings that come up during these new interactions that you're having. So for example, I realized when I moved here that I made myself small. Each time I found myself in a situation where everyone else spoke Dutch, except for me. And so my body language, it screamed insecure, insecure, insecure. It's like this alarm that I was giving out. And I didn't know where to stand, whether to walk away or pretend that I knew what was being said, what was happening. And this actually often happened during my internship because I went to school here and I had to do an internship at several organizations where they spoke Dutch. I was sometimes the only one in the room that was not a native speaker. But it also happened when I was hanging out with my husband's family or his friends or even going to the store and the employees didn't speak English very well. So that, that was very difficult. Feeling nervous or anxious in new situations is absolutely normal, beyond normal. So, you know, it's your body and mind's way of preparing you for what's to come. And there is a reason why the feeling of the nervousness is the same as that of excitement. So think about any entertainer that you see on television, on stage, they can, if you ask them, they will probably vouch that they run into this nervous feeling every single time they're set to go on stage. And anytime they anticipate an event, it's normal. And these feelings, the nervousness and the excitement, they're intertwined because they're both fueled by the neurotransmitters, dopamine and adrenaline. So your body is reacting normally. It's the narrative that matters. If you tell yourself that you're nervous instead of telling yourself you're excited, that's going to work against you, okay? I'm not saying that you need to tell yourself that you're excited in every new situation, but pay close attention to the feelings and the thoughts that you have flowing through you. They will play a huge part in how you're showing up and the impression that you make. Now, ultimately, as I mentioned, it's not about the feeling necessarily, but your reaction to it. 
So are you letting your nervousness or your excitement lead the way? Which one? For example, you can either be nervous about meeting your neighbor, right? And that's going to give you this anxious feeling that you just don't want to step out of your door because you're going to run into them. And you're potentially going to procrastinate on knocking on their door. Maybe you do need something or whatever the case may be. You, you might refrain from doing that, which might actually make them think you're unfriendly, potentially, right? Or you can be excited at the prospect of having a close relationship with someone so close to you, regardless of whether that actually happens or not. And I think for most of us, our friends are the people that we run into the most often, right? The proximity factor. And how lucky if you're able to have a neighbor that's a close friend also. And your nervousness, your anxiety might actually get in the way of you getting that. Okay. And so you can either be worried that your new coworkers won't like you and think you're incompetent, for example, like I felt for so many years. Or you can be excited about working with brilliant and cool people that you can learn from. See the two sides and how different they are, yet the same. It's all about how you're thinking about each feeling and your reaction to it. Because it's all a matter of perspective. And the sides that you find yourself on matters tremendously. It's the difference between approaching a new situation with insecurity or confidence. Now, apart from working on shifting your mindset and perspective, you know, such as identifying ner being nervous versus being excited and leading with those, there are four things that you can do to feel more confident in a new social situation. All right. So the first thing that I highly advise is that you keep your body language in check. They can fall on the wayside quickly if we don't pay attention to it. So the impression that you put out comes back to you as a reaction because of mirror neurons. So if you get a positive response from someone, your confidence will improve and vice versa. And you're going to show that. It's going to resonate. It's going to echo back. You're probably thinking that it's out of your control how somebody reacts to you and to a certain extent it is but you have more control over it than you think there are ways that you can come off as being more friendly and approachable which in turn makes it easier for you to create a great first impression so for example pay attention to your posture are you slouching are you looking at the ground these can make you appear less interested, less approachable, more aloof, more disconnected. On the flip side, if you stand up straight, turn your body towards the person, relax your shoulders and smile, you're going to come off as friendly. So your body language plays a huge part in not only your confidence, but how people perceive you. And that matters a lot. Because unfortunately, we are, again, we are social animals and we look for social cues. So if we notice someone reacting negatively to us, we are going to immediately feel like there's something wrong, that we did something wrong. What is it, right? But sometimes that person is just reacting to how we are showing up in the world. So we can actually mold that in our favor and have more friendly body language displayed because that will 
keep the the positive vibes going. And it's not like you have to fake it necessarily, but just be aware of how you're standing in relation to the other person and the social cues that you are giving out. That's going to play a huge part in how confident you feel about yourself and how others others see you. Now, the second thing that is really important in being more confident in a a new situation is to be interested in the other person instead of trying to be interesting yourself. This means that you need to focus on asking questions instead of trying to take over the conversation. And if you have social anxiety, that might be difficult because you're putting the spotlight on you. You are seeing yourself that you are the center of the universe. But it's not just any type of question. You're not just asking them, what, what is your favorite color? That's, that's not the type of question that's going to move the needle. The questions must be open-ended in order to keep the conversation flowing, right? There's a difference between asking someone, do you like living here? And asking them, what's the best part about living here? There's a huge difference between these two types of questions, right? One is closed off and the other one is open-ended. It allows for the conversation to keep going. Asking open-ended questions creates opportunities for an in-depth conversation. And nothing, nothing will make you feel more fulfilled and confident when you engage in an engaging conversation especially when you don't want it to end and you're having a great time with this other person. Being interested also takes a lot of the pressure off of you to come up with what to say. Now, this is very important. It's not about a one-sided conversation. You will have to give as well. So when you're asking questions and they're replying, make sure you add your own story or anecdote to it because otherwise it just feels like you're questioning someone and they're in an interview and that also doesn't feel very nice. Same as when you're closing off your body language. Um, Important that you need to play both sides of the coin. Now the third tip is practice makes confidence. It improves your social skills. So I don't like hearing that practice makes perfect. I think the world has kind of moved away from that. But you can say practice makes improvement, but it also makes confidence. I like to say that we have a confidence muscle inside of us and we need to practice that on a daily basis because becoming more confident is a matter of practice and it's available for everybody. Think of it as, like I mentioned, a confidence muscle that needs a regular workout in order to stay in shape. So as your confidence muscle grows, socializing becomes more straightforward. And even around new people and new places, you build up that solid foundation and it's the level that you're always going to begin at. And so... To feel more confident when facing new situations, you must build that confidence. And the only way to do that is to practice your skills. Now, if you do have social anxiety and you're not sure where to start, I have a 35-task workbook that's based on progressive exposure therapy. And it puts you in situations you might normally not want to put yourself in, in tiny baby steps. So check that out. I will put a link to it in this episode. 
I've had great feedback on it. I've been running challenges throughout the years based on this workbook. So please feel free to check it out and see if that's something that you want to incorporate in your life because it does build upon that confidence muscle. The fourth tip, this is the last one, to feel more confident is to focus on active listening. And you've probably heard this often, so I'm just going to say it again because it's extremely important. Of course, it comes as no surprise, but the world seems to be lacking this quite a bit, unfortunately. And so you're sending out the right signals when you genuinely listen to what someone is saying. You appear more confident and people feel more connected to you. Active listening is the opposite of being passive. And so this means you must show the other person that you understand what they're saying. You affirm what they're saying while you're looking directly at them when they talk. This might take some practice, especially if it's a new person you're talking to. But body language here is also part of it because it's associated with being a good listener. Turning toward the person, shaking your head at the right time, making eye contact. These are all ways that you can show that you're actively listening. These are the social cues people look for to feel like they're in an engaging conversation. So if you piece all of these four tips together, you will watch your confidence emerge, soar. It's going to come out. It's going to feel stronger because it's a misconception that people are born with confidence, charisma, and social skills. These are all things that can be learned. And so there's no reason you can't feel more confident facing new situations, social interactions, if you practice and give yourself time to adjust. It's important to remember that the initial jump, when that actually happens, is always a shock to the system. It was a huge shock when I moved countries. But you can recalibrate and find ways to be more comfortable with each new situation. So ultimately, it's not about the new people or the new place, but how you see yourself within those. Perspective is everything. So I hope that you're going to take these four tips and re-listen to them, write it down, write them down on a post-it note, and remind yourself, if you're about to face a new situation, maybe you're moving somewhere, maybe you're going on vacation, maybe you have to find a new doctor's office, whatever it is, use these tips as a reminder that you are able to get that confidence and feel it when you find yourself in a new situation. It will take time. It's not going to happen from the first try or the second try. Again, I've been here a year and this is still something that I am focusing on and working on. It's just a work in progress. So don't expect your whole life to be turned around and you're this confident person tomorrow. But these are tips to keep in the back of your mind as you approach a new social situation. Let me know what you think about these. Check out the workbook. It might really help you, take you in the right direction in terms of exposing yourself to new situations to new tasks that you might not have thought about. Some of them are really fun. They might make you laugh. They might make you cry. Either way, if you are willing to go on this path of improvement and feeling more confident with yourself, there are many ways that you can do that. So keep listening and keep working. We're going to get there together. See you next week.